Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Monday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day, whatever day week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us on the boost. We've been talking last week about this concept. I got a, I got a new mic. If you couldn't tell, for those that are listening, I got a new mic. Hopefully, you can hear the difference. For those that are watching, there's a massive contraption in front of me, which is good. I love this mic. Thank you, Judy and the team, for getting it for me. This idea that we've been sort of toying with and delving into this concept of imagination as a way to sort of break free of the environment that's within us so that we can go above it. This really is the, it's the secret to how to get around a lot of our issues. Not all our issues. Nothing's ever the secret for everything. Let's just say that now. Not nothing. Few things. Everything needs to be applied properly. But when you look at your when you look at issues, when you look at challenges, usually the thinking that we have employed until now, unless it's working, needs to be changed, needs to be revised. And you get there by soaring above the way you you've originally thought. You change your thinking. You use your imagination to picture, to to imagine the way you would ideally like to handle the situation. You create an image of yourself that is the aspirational image of yourself. And by doing that, you are now giving your brain choices. You didn't have a choice before. You had to do this. You had to react this way. And it, you, you hit a pattern where reacting in a certain way feels normal and comfortable. Because it feels like you. Because your brain has a lot of neural connections connected to it. So that feels like you. Remember, that's not you. You're your soul. Your brain's a computer. So negative behaviors or maladaptive behaviors that are conditioned in your mind aren't necessarily you. They're just how your mind dealt with things. I had a friend of mine who dated uh, a girl that had a very difficult childhood. I remember him telling me that they they broke up because she was always sleeping. I was like, what? She's always sleeping? She's like, you know, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah. She'd go to bed at like, you know, early at night, wake up, go to... She was in college at the time. Come home, go to sleep. And I'm like, what? Is she okay? She's healthy? She's like, yeah. I'm like, what's the problem? She's like, so he says to me, it's like when she was a kid growing up, she had a very, very abusive home. Father and mother fought like crazy. And she couldn't handle it. But when she went to sleep, it went away. So she would always be sleeping. That was her way of dealing with anything tense sleeping and so as life gets busy and she gets older she's just any time she hits a wall she goes to bed and I was thinking about this concept then like I can't blame a kid I mean you can blame anybody who knows you never blame somebody you can't judge somebody but what a shame 
What a shame for a young, healthy adult to have a mechanism to deal with pain and challenge conditioned to be being unconscious. And when you hear this, you're thinking, well, well yeah, well, there's a lot of ways that you can numb the pain through destructive behaviors. And when we did a show on this, if you remember, you see some people that have really been addicted to terrible things. And what, if you remember, we did a show, I don't know, like a half a year ago. And in the middle of the show, I was like, holy mackerel, these people are, that, that overcome these challenges. That, you know, get sober. That have overcome addictions. They're heroes. We don't think they're heroes because they just, so to speak, get to zero because they were at negative whatever. But they're heroes. You know why they're heroes? Because they they were addicted to something. I mean, their brain was like, hey, we need this. And they had not just, it wasn't just like a, a habit. It was like, you know, it was joined by like chemical addictions. There was like a cocktail of glue that attached itself. Like they had cement in their head. Reach for the drink. Reach for the drug. And they had to stop that. And they had to hold on. And they had to give their brains a choice. To drink or not to drink. To get high or not get high. That's a tremendous growth. Now, if you spend time with people that have done this, these heroes, I call them, and I think they are, and I think you would agree, you will find that they do this. They don't say they do it, but they do it. They had to do it. They imagined the way they want to live. Maybe they hit rock bottom, and now they had to go back to who they once were. But it's still an imagination. It's in their memory, or it's in their imagination. It's not in their brains. Their brains are connected and addicted to something. But their imagination, their mind, now has to hold a cognition, a picture of what they want to be. And they have to hold on to that picture long enough so that when that need hits their mind, they could create new neuro maps that say, when I feel this need, the answer is not to because the person that I want to be doesn't. They are using the imagined aspirational image of themselves to create new neuro connections to enable their brain to find a new pathway so that when the stimuli hits and they want to reach for the thing that is not productive for their lives or is downright destructive, they won't. That's amazing. That's what we're talking about. We just don't realize it because when you get triggered and you respond with anger, that's not enough of an addiction to go see seek help. When you get triggered and you give up, that's not enough, that's not enough of, a, of a red flag to the family to send you somewhere. 
when you get triggered and you stay in the same patterns again and again and again and you have that little bickering fight with your kid, it doesn't send out enough of a flare for an intervention. So we get to stay in the same behaviors that are not totally destructive, but they're not productive. They're mediocre. It allows us to bounce along the bottom, to stay in the world of good. And so we can get to go to work for years, hit that wall, and before we have the guts to take on the next level of assignment or to ask for more, or to be fully immersed in the work, whatever it is, or we go back to our homes, the way we treat our spouses or our children or our parents, or our larger families, or we respond to God and the way we interact with the divine. We, it's all based on this memory that we've had of being who we are. And we don't change it because it doesn't send any major issue to the world around us to make us change. You're talking about this the other day with somebody about I think we did spoke about this here. If we did, I apologize. I don't remember. Although I think we did we did it here, I remember. Now I remember now. I remember now. The banality of evil. Remember we did it. Just like a week ago. That's how it works. The banality of evil. The slow until you get hooked into a way. Into a way in which you eat. Into a way in which you talk. Into a way in which you expect from your life. Into a way, a way in which you conduct yourself. And so what ends up happening is that days collapse to weeks collapse to months collapse to years. And when you look back at years, you'll find that sometimes there's no real exponential change. It's just a lot more of the same. The, the, the facts are different, but it's a lot more of the same. You end up, especially if anyone here who takes Yom Kippur seriously, if you keep Yom Kippur, if you take Yom Kippur seriously, whatever, or any part in your life. I only see Yom Kippur because to me, that's the day of judgment. So if there's ever a day of the year that for me, I have to like think about my year, it's that one. That pain that you feel where you look at your year and you don't think that you really grew. The issues that you're dealing with were the issues that you were dealing with the year before. And you wonder to yourself, will I ever really change? Until you convince yourself that it's the genetic thing. Like great people are genetically different. This is what we've been doing here. And we're repeating it and going through it and delving into it and trying to like, you know, we're trying to circle the, the bot we're boxing, so we're trying to like circle the ring to hit every every angle. Now, wh why is this? So let's start to move into a new space here. So there's a concept, and I'm reading about this right now. And this is a big, this is a big concept in in spirituality, and I'm learning that it's also a big concept in science as well. It's in the world of quantum mechanics, of which I am not an expert. And the idea basically is that much of the opportunity that is before us, we don't capitalize on in part because what happens to us is that when we look out into the world what we're looking for is things that are familiar 
my brain likes things that are familiar because my brain is meant to keep me alive and keeping me alive requires the greatest efficiency of brain usage right if I'm exhausted mentally by 8 a.m. and there's a threat God forbid at 11 I'm wiped if I am alert all day I am in a position where I am more likely going to survive so the brain is a energy saving machine for those of you that still have units in your house today I think everyone is moving into the world of central air if you ever grew up or you still have in your house a unit an air conditioning unit there's a mode called energy saver you remember that you put on energy saver and what happens is as the room cools to whatever the degree you want it turns off by itself which is awesome for those who are who grew up or are still god bless you cost conscious you don't have to worry the ac is not going to blast if it's already whatever 65 degrees or 67 degrees depending on the house that you live in or eight or nine your brain's like that your brain as soon as it feels like it's using too much it starts to get into energy save and your brain likes to save energy so what it does is it makes shortcuts so when you see something or see somebody your brain will cut it'll make shortcuts it'll find associations automatically and sometimes you'll do that to the, de to the detriment of yourself you'll see somebody and he'll be dressed like someone else that you saw and you'll assume that that guy and the other guy is the same guy you'll look at someone's nationality or race or gender or religion or whatever it is and you'll make assumptions you don't know the person why are you making assumptions for the answer is because your your brain if you will if you're not careful will create shortcuts and if you don't know something in a nuanced way your brain will want to just create generalizations it's not accurate but it's easier when your brain has to read anyone who's done this before that's why lawyers get paid so much money because they have to read documents that nobody else wants to read most people can read a document and if you had enough time you read it through it slowly you'd be fine but lawyers know that no one can read the document they don't want to it's too long it's too hard someone looks at the document 60 pages long they're like I gotta pay someone to do this lawyer raises his head now all you gotta do by the way if I can give you the secrets of the trade just throw a couple of Latin words in the beginning like whereas and then you're, you're, you're golden because nobody nobody is reading a document that starts with whereas and if you've read a legal document you know that whereas is only on the first page it's only in the preamble or whatever that's called Pre whatever can remind me what that's called and if you ever look at like a contract the first like two pages whereas this and whereas that and whereas this turn the pages it's English it's not really English but it's, it's legal English and it's a hundred pages why would you read that for so you hire someone else to read it that's how they get paid the big bucks to read you ever read your phone bill nah you ever when Apple like updates your thing and goes read the, you ever read a th you ever read the updates you ever once in your life read the terms and conditions to anything ever 
Why? Because it's hard. No, it's not. It's English. It's not hard. No. Your brain's like, forget it. Forget it. I, I'm going to be exhausted. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Skip it. You don't need it. Skip it. You don't need it. Skip it. You don't need it. But you're, you're about to sign a car lease. Skip it. You don't need it. You're about to give away all your information to Apple. Skip it. You don't need it. WhatsApp's going to use your video. You have no more privacy. Skip it. You don't need it. it but this is, this is to buy a home. You're going to be in the home for the next, who knows how many years. You're about to buy a home. Skip it. Let someone read it for you. The guy you just paid. Let him read it. What's going on? We're all the same way. Brain's like, stop. Energy save. I'm on energy save. I've already thought too much today. That's why it's hard to read. Unless you love it. Then it's awesome. That's why you have to go to listen to a podcast. Because back in the old days we read. But now I could, someone could tell it to you. And if you, it, that's even a big thing. Our brain likes to go into energy save. Now, maybe we'll do this tomorrow. When your brain goes into energy save and you go through your day, you know what you're looking for? I'll leave you with this. Think about this. When your brain likes for things to be energy efficient and you walk into your day, you know what you're looking for? You're looking for yesterday. You're looking for yesterday. You know where all the greatness in your life comes? Not in yesterday. In today. Into the new opportunities before you. Into the new relationships. Into the new words and ideas coming at you. It's the growth. Your brain doesn't want that because that's different. That's called change. So what your brain looks for when you walk through your day is, Hey, what looks, feels, tastes like yesterday? And when your brain loves yesterday because it's easier, if we're not aware of it, what ends up happening is every day feels like yesterday. All right, we'll talk about this. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.